Good morning. I'm Tamara McDaniel, and this is Plant Experts Live at Prairie Gardens. We are here at the store at 3000 West Springfield in Champaign, corner of Springfield and Duncan. So come on in and join us if you like, or you can call in with your questions or comments. The phone number is 217-356-9397. That's 356-WDWS. Or you can text us at 217-351-5357. We have all the plant experts here today. And they include right now Steve Brown. Good morning. Good morning. And John Weisgarfer. Good morning, Tamara. Supposed to talk slower so Marianne could get here with those bulbs in her arms. Bulbs here. Bulbs. You need more room. I need more room on the table for you. No, she's she looks very comfortable there, just hugging the ball back. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Don't move your chin, otherwise you'd lose them all. Okay. Oh, yeah, finally. <clears throat> We're all all pretty pumped because finally this week the tulips and daffs and hyacinths and all the minor bulbs and alliums and they just rolled in finally. And normally they come in around <clears throat> Labor Day, maybe sometimes even a couple of days before. But again, one more thing that was impacted by the shipping chaos that's going around. So no, kidding. ship I've containers seen that. and everything like that are delayed throughout the world. The footage and, of that um, on the news is just incredible. So getting them over here from the Netherlands took longer. Mm. I mean, the bulbs were ready on time. The bulbs weren't delayed themselves. The crop did what they needed to do this last year in, in the Netherlands and were harvested fine and, and stored properly. But uh, as far as getting shipped to throughout the world, not just to the U.S., not just to Champaign-Urbana. But Meaning to the slow boat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah well, for sure. First time they couldn't find a boat, and then oh, once that. they once they got a boat, then they they made their way here. So we're grateful. Kristen did a great job of displaying them. So they're all organized. And, and we've got bulbs, and we've got bulbs, and we've got bulbs. Yeah. Man, just, it just makes you smile to walk in there and look at them. Yeah. Look at all the color I just plopped down on the table here. I am. Uh, the, uh, alliums, mm. just beautiful. Everybody loves alliums now. It's a big deal, isn't it? They yeah. Are. That's because of you. Oh. Uh, yeah. I, I, yeah. And your promotion. You. you know, what's funny is most people would have gone over there and grabbed bulbs, and they may have grabbed one package of alliums, but they would have grabbed several different types of tulips and daffs and scylla and some things. Marianne brings like four packages, four different styles of alliums over because she's... What what I think is really neat is, is this one that has tulips. It's a it's a bag of a, a bag of bulbs, but it has tulips and alliums in it. So there's all sorts of combinations. That's look beautiful. at this look at this tulip combination that's um, whites and a white and purple and a purple tulip. So that's isn't that cool? That's I love that. I mean, you don't even have to think about it. Yeah. Don't even have to think about it. But well, that's okay. what's cool because they'll prepackage yeah. coordinating items together that you don't have to think about it when you're buying them by singles i love this little bag full this little paper bag full of of tulips it's just it's just it's just spring you it's look at the darling. at the at the picture and it's just like mm-hmm. oh yeah strictly ballroom tulips too and i like strictly that name ballroom. i know isn't that a not neat name uh, the candy train over here the purple and purple and white oh, is and white that what's called candy, candy train, train. I don't know what that means, but that's okay. Candy's candy. Uh-huh. So who, who, uh, this reminds me of Jack. Yellow tulips, 65 mile an hour. Oh, yes. I'm sorry. I I don't think he's going to be able to be here with us this year, Jack DeVruman, but um Yep, two years ben, in a row now. So two, the, the yellow, yellow will always make me think of Jack. <laughs> and Absolutely. And that's great. 
And, and it's true. Um, I did a kind of a yellow theme at my house this year. Awesome. Uh, it just like pops. Which is challenging in the shade. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's right. How'd you do that? Well, I have a little bit of my, my sunniest area. I have uh, where I can do yellow. But, well, right now I have uh, still some of the Rebecca's. Uh, oh, sure. Still in bloom. Yeah, yeah. And then I have now I've coordinated yellow into my containers. How'd you do that in the shade? Yeah, what types well, of yellow? Oh, pansies, of yeah, course. Pansies. pansies and fusion and patients. Oh. Oh. I doubt it. No. <laughs> no, I have some mums. Oh. Oh, that are just temporary. Yeah. But I did have some temporary great... Temporary color. I did have some great luck with lantana this year. In shade? Well... Interesting. Well, it gets... This area gets about... By the front of my house gets about four hours of sun. Okay. That's just barely enough. It's barely enough, it but worked. it did okay. See, it does you know okay. what? It's always telling people, push the envelope. If it <laughs> says it needs six hours, just see if it'll take four. <laughs> well, think about it. Some some of the tree canopies are really high. Oh, that makes all the difference get, in the world. You get Absolutely. some filters. On, yeah, yeah, so yeah. So it's not every area is not dense shade where I live. So. That's the thing you have to think about when you're landscaping or doing that kind of color thing in your yard. It, it's, you just you have to watch the water pattern because rain will run or puddle, you know, that kind of thing. But then even more important, is, I think, is where the shade and sun hits your yard most of the time during yep. the growing season. Yep. Well, why don't you grow your own leafy green vegetables in that spot next year? Ooh. Well, I'm not sure that it's appropriate at the entrance of my home to grow lettuce and tomatoes. For, for oh, the, come on, the, John. For the thousands of people. Well, I'm not saying tomatoes. I'm saying leafy greens. You don't want exhaust covering your lettuce? No, it's it's the hundreds and hundreds of people that are always going in and out of the house. That yeah, I know. That, that will pick the lettuce as they walk it. in. I guess, I, I guess I he's going to stick with flowers. Okay, well, that's all right. Like, he's just waiting can, for you guys to finish. The, I can get the lettuce at the store. Okay. You know, or or friends. Or that, wait for or or wait for Steve to bring it Steve to you. to bring yeah. us some. Yeah. Speaking of speaking of which. Speaking of which, what'd you fall, bring us? Fall vegetables this morning. So we got some freshly harvested lettuce that was that's so awesome. Sown Thank three so weeks much. ago. Yes. That's uh, now ready to go. You sowed the seeds three weeks ago. Yeah. Isn't that incredible? Really this that's weather so cool. has been perfect. Absolutely perfect. It's been for ideal. Growing leafy greens. Yeah, we've yeah. had you know a couple rains and it's been watered the days religiously that it didn't get the rain so isn't it's beautiful it still has dirt on it which i love yeah oh Um, yeah yeah i mean i'm sorry it was clean it was harvested just before getting in the car this morning so there was no time to rinse it off but anyway just cut it with scissors and and leave and leaving the um the roots behind because it'll regenerate it'll flush back out so wow In, in about how long uh it depends upon the weather but i'd say i'd probably be able to come back through that row within a week Wow. Uh, Isn't that crazy? cut again. That is you crazy. Know, at That's the so most, fun. 10 days, but probably about a week. Now, it's too late to sow seeds now. Not for some things. Uh, I would still consider sowing lettuce and spinach. I would for still sure. consider radishes. Really? Uh, the list is getting smaller and smaller every week it goes by. But yeah. it still exists. But you can still could do a few things. Yep. And, you know, you can always extend it and cheat by doing pots or containers. And that way, if it gets a little bit cooler, you can um, bring it in. I mean, cool is oh. good, but... You know, like freezing cold kind of stuff like that. So you can cheat and, and do some things where you can put it out in the sun and then bring it in at night if you have to. But 
I'm, we're not at that situation yet, but I'm, I'm not ready to think about freezing nights. I'm not either. I'm, I'm loving that what we're having right now. This has just been crazy good. It's been lovely, hasn't it? But frost and freeze, that means they have to start cleaning up again in the yard. Isn't that tomato Look beautiful? The size kind of, of orange and yellow. Mr. Yes, Stripey, folks. That's Mr. Stripey? That's Mr. Stripey. Cool. That's pretty cool. Is that the name of it? Yep. That's great. Yeah. The Mr. One Stripey. My, one of my favorite heirlooms. I actually had one of those the other day, and it was fabulous. Yeah. Because just when you slice it open, just to see that. Oh, it's so pretty. Mottled yeah. red and yellow flesh. Inside, yeah. It's yeah. really cool. There. And then... And then are the, the, what is this tomato? I don't remember if that one's a big boy or a supersonic. It's a red one. Wow. It's just so plump. It's well, so, and so exactly yeah, round. They're getting, yes. Yeah. They're probably getting uglier and uglier as the season goes on. But ah, what the heck? Yeah. They so still what? taste good, don't so they? So you just so cut sure. around some of those little exactly. blemishes. Thing, thingies. So or cut it up and great. put it in your spaghetti sauce. Absolutely. You're going to make go sauce. i grab some lettuce seeds. You know, that's a perfect bag tamarind with that lettuce and tomato. You just need to add some crispy bacon. Or and not. You got, and you got your, yeah. Oh, BLT. And cheese. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe a little cheese, yeah. yeah. I see. Well, that's not a bad idea. But this is this is kind of a time, too, Steve, uh, if you've done some vegetables and uh, deciding, you know, Maybe I wasn't real happy with this one this year. Maybe I'll think about something different. That's exactly right. For next year. Yeah. So, yeah. Then you have to write it down, what you like and don't like. Then you have to remember where you put that list. <laughs> yes, you do. That's for sure. That's a very good point. Put it on your calendar for next year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is Plant Experts Live at Prairie Gardens. You can call us at 356-9397. Text us at 351-5357. Or you can even email us, plantexperts at wdws.com. Now, this came down the pike, and I didn't see it until after the show, but it's an email from Linda, and she says she has two friends looking for different plants. One is looking for iris, and she's not sure of what colors. The other friend is looking for a succulent called string of dolphins. Do you have that at your facility? String of dolphins I don't think I've ever heard of. We, we typically we carry it, and we do have it in stock now. Yeah. Is it, since it's a succulent, would it be back with the houseplants? Yes. Correct. It would be, yes. Right there by String of Pearls. Oh. And, and, and are they similar? And yeah, String of the, sh- the shape is different. Else? If you imagine, if you could imagine a string of dolphins, the shape of the leaf would be more a little bit more of a crescent. Okay. Like a dolphin would be like jumping up out of the jumping. water. Okay. Kind of thing. Uh, they look pretty cool. Like. That's neat. The string of tears. There's string of turtles. There's bananas, string of bananas. Hearts. It just really? goes on and on and on. So it's pretty cool. That is cool. Yeah. Okay. Something. I'd, what's I'd really new to check out? What's really neat is people are actually coming in and asking for all those weird things. So, so yeah, it's out there. Yeah. I think we Words arguably have our best string of stock level. Probably right. Of of the season. Yep. So, and, and you know, string of pearls has been particularly difficult to uh, to get your hands on. But yes, it has. We have hundreds of them. Yeah. I don't right know now. if we've still got it now, but we had variegated string of pearls the other uh, week ago. Really? Yeah. Selection's getting a little more limited. On limited. That, okay. I, I got one. Good for you. <laughs> okay, and so uh, along with the irises, then we don't have iris right now. Okay, but. You are starting to get spring bulbs in, as we discussed spring earlier. Bulbs. We have some so is it minor, cross? small iris. Oh, yes, in that's stock, true. I'm but sorry, the, we do. The, the, the traditional iris, the German bearded iris that most people think of, mm-hmm. 
really has shifted in the marketplace where we used to offer a bigger selection of rhizomes in August or September, but really it's shifted more towards having them grown in gallon pots and buying them in the spring. Exactly. We have, well, we have a pretty large selection in the spring of German beardas, the uh, uh, reblooming, uh, a little more dwarf ones, the cristatas, the uh, 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 woodland iris. Just all sorts of things like that that you can't get any other time of year now. Basically, they have shifted to spring. Huh. Not, not 100%, but we we don't carry the iris now. And part of that's the instant gratification. Yeah, for sure. Because they'll buy it and they'll have blooms that first year. Yeah. And, you know, that's what that's why we have this incredible selection of combination bulbs like they were talking about a few minutes ago. It's that instant gratification. Like, just tell me what to do. Yeah. Make it easy for me. I'm yeah. going to put it in the ground and then... I'm going to have this great design that I didn't have to even think about. Fun stuff. So, so bulb-wise, yes. even though they came in a little bit late, and again, if you're just tuning in now, the fall bulbs, spring-blooming bulbs, whatever you want to call them, tulip staffs, all that stuff, are in stock this week. Yes, they mm-hmm. are. Really, we suggest you don't start planting them until October. Exactly. Oh, for sure. So you haven't missed a, anything, anything by them coming in late. No. Uh, so you have tons of time, and Marianne's demonstrated that you could plant them in January if you could have thought out See? ground and still get some pretty good results. Exactly. You know, again, pushing the limits, but as she said. Do as I say, not as I do. Yeah. So, but yeah, you want those soil temps to be a lot cooler a than cooler. they are now. Lots cooler than they are now. That's for sure. Yep. But I would say I'm going to push the envelope and do a few early, just because of some family visiting. So it can be a learning experience. Oh, that's fun. And so. Why not go ahead and get a few in the ground this week while they can? Yeah. And they'll probably sprout, correct? They might. I mean, we're, these cool nights are going to help. Uh, I'm not going to w- do any extra watering, so I won't do anything else to encourage any additional growth. It's just going to be what yeah. they're going to get is what they're going to get. Yep. So I can control that a little bit by not making it too warm and cozy for them. And, again, it's been when you get nights in the 40s or low 50s and the highs are below 80 it does helps it does help absolutely it helps does. me okay. i love it good we, we have it we've just been digging it this last couple of days <laughs> i mean working you guys work outdoors it, i'm sure you've been is digging that it. right <laughs> yeah it's it's a it's Don't a challenge some days me. yeah okay sorry. <laughs> it's it's a challenge some days oh, I'm sure so cooling is. off five degrees just makes all the difference in yeah, the world it sure doesn't does it? yeah you see people wilting as well as the plants. Yep. So yeah. the other big thing going on out there right now would be the fresh pumpkins and gourds and heirloom, crazy, warty stuff. And you know Wacky what? colors. Steve, I think they look the best I've ever seen them look. Uh, I agree. Everything, whether it's the heirlooms or the gourds, the, the pumpkins, they look fabulous. So there's great. hundreds and hundreds of full-size orange jack-o'-lantern pumpkins that are yes. four ninety nine, right? Yes. And then there's heirlooms and smaller guys and mini pumpkins and gourds and just, just again, the best selection you're going to see anywhere, uh, all, all out here on the benches. And incorporated neatly with all the uh, kale and cabbage and mums and live S- color. Speaking of which, John has a few of those things right behind him. We do. Look at look at that. We that, do. I, I just <laughs> love this stuff. I love fall. This yeah. is a great time you to, like go wrong. to decorate. Field of Dreams corn there. <laughs> yeah, it's called Pink Zebra. It's got some pink stripes oh, on it. Oh, you'll love this, Tamara. Look at this. 
I can hardly lift it. Oh my goodness! It's look variegated at the pink corn, and red stripes in the. It's corn. White and yellow, and no, it is. Yeah, it's really. It's, I mean, it's ornamental okay. corn, and the that least, looks. I can tell. What a great thriller for your pot. Shape anyway. Yeah, isn't that cool? Oh yes, that is a cool thriller. I'm going to interrupt you guys real quick because we have a text at three five one five three five seven. They say, "Good morning. Enjoy your show. Thanks." Uh, question: I have multiple spider plants, and I have outside in pots that have produced parachutes. Was wondering if I can dry store the spider plants like my cannas and shamrock plants and replant the tubers in the spring. And he, they, he or she has. <laughs> here we go. Chlorophyllus, chlorophyllum, composting, composing. Here. It's like the Latin thing. They're spelling the genus. I can't. (laughs) Yes, yes. Wait. Oh, here they are. Wait a minute. So, I I don't know how well those would store. I don't think the spider plant would store that well. Yeah. Chlorophytum composing. Because it would be, I think it would get a little bit too dried out. I'm thinking about that. I've never done it before, but I'm thinking it, it'll probably dry out considerably. Maybe in peat moss to hold a little bit around it. I mean, my, my first choice is if you could just bring it inside and treat it as a house plant. Oh, they make wonderful house just plants. Just do that because that's, that's what they are. You know? Absolutely. So if for some reason, and, and they'll be pretty flexible on the light level. So anywhere from a medium light level to bright, bright light would be fine. And, they're very tolerant, almost for sure you could get it to live inside the house. And then just, if you want to put it back outside next spring after the danger of cool weather's over, then you can just do that. Um, as far as storing the roots, if that was my only choice, if I just like, I just don't have room in the house, but I have this storage option, mm-hmm. I guess I would probably would try and, I'd be tempted to leave them in the pot as they are. I, and I don't know if they're going to be stored in a garage or in a crawl space yeah. or... What? But I'd almost be tempted to leave them in the soil and water them sparingly, let them go dormant, let the foliage dry down, right. and they might get a little bit of water once every six weeks. Or Yeah. So an interesting experiment. It would be. Yeah, I because mean, if you've ever uh, unpotted one of those, I mean, there's just hundreds and hundreds of, of bulbs or little tubers down inside those little pots. Little thingies. Oh, really? Yeah. Inside spider plants? Yeah, the in the root system, yeah. Fun. It's really crazy. Yeah. It's they they become very involved. I I I got a, a mixed container of geraniums and spider plants um, in the spring. It really was great. But you know, there comes a time when your geraniums are just done. So I pulled the geraniums out of, and because I had geraniums, I put it on the south side of the house in full sun. Uh, well, the spider plant didn't miss a beat, and and I pulled the geranium out, and the spider plant still looks fabulous in full sun. Wow. Which is amazing. It is incredible. I thought it'd burn to a crisp, but it didn't. Yeah. It hasn't. Are you having to water it a lot, though? I don't water it any more than anything else in the yard. Okay. And, and yeah, we have some um, new plantings, so I maybe water a little bit more than most people would. But um, I'm just shocked. Are you, are you guys kind of done with some of the containers? Or have you walked away as far as maintaining them and watering them to. and caring for them? Oh, uh, yeah, honey. <laughs> yeah. I don't, the only thing I left in containers were cannas and ginger, the variegated ginger. Mm. Everything else I've pulled out. Yeah, I have variegated ginger and some uh, lemon coral sedum and 
other things I pulled out. I have uh, uh, the variegated sweet potato. Uh, still looks good. And some grass, some feather grass. So, so there are more foliage accents to the to the other container exactly. sitting beside it. With has some pumpkins and throw pumpkins in there. Yellow. Yeah. Oh, that's chrysanthemums. It. Yeah. So it it was. I was explaining to a customer yesterday. She wanted to. She had something in in um, window boxes that um, were just done. She said I just had to pull them out. They're done. Yeah. What can I fit in them? Well, I said look at foliage. I said look at the cabbage and kale, um, celosia that has a flower on it, but it really has some beautiful foliage also. So it isn't just about flowers. You know, that's what we try to explain in landscaping. Look at foliage also because that's going to be there a long time. Yeah, and in going into a cool season, the cabbage and kale loves the the, the cooler it gets, the more intense the color is going to be. So. Absolutely. And again, we've talked about how that could look great, arguably through Thanksgiving, maybe even into December, depending upon the weather. <clears throat> so you're not going to have a short season. So by all means, and then you could incorporate it with the mums or any of the other fall stuff now. But then when those are tired and the cabbage and kale is still looking good, put in the fresh greens. When those come in, Honestly. and then it's just an incredible texture. What a great look. And compliment to that stuff. Oh, I wish I'd thought of that. I should have gotten some more. I think I'll get more cabbage and You'll kale. get some more. Because then I put greens in it in November. Ooh, yeah, I love it. Well, especially <laughs> if you keep it well hydrated and it's growing and it's loving it. You know, if you just put one in at the last minute, it's not going to be as robust. But if you can put it in the container now and the root system gets even bigger, I mean, you're you're good to go. Mm-hmm. How about, how about those baskets? The old peck combo. Oh, that's, that's a little, right. It's a little. It's not a bushel. They call it a peck. It's not a bushel. It's a peck. Oh, it's not a bushel, but a peck. I bushel and a peck. Right. But Isn't it's that pretty? Got, that's uh, a beautiful combination. Just a great combination. combination of. We've got the uh, fireworks grass. Uh, some uh, black-eyed Susan uh, annual ornamental peppers, kale, and cabbage, and this one has some asters. Oh. But it's just a great little. Pick up an accent. Great fall combination. And Absolutely. you don't even have to do anything except water it. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah, that fireworks grass it was kind of unplanned, but we ended up putting some more of the orangey bronze mums in with that. Because it was left over in a, from a planter this summer. And I wouldn't have thought of that necessarily because of the pink and the lavender tones. But it looks it's perfect. like you can't mess up color like that. Uh-uh. Just, it just looks incredible. Awesome. I yeah. bet it does. I bet it does, too. How, how tall is your fireworks? Mm, not real tall. I would say about 24 inches. Oh, that's nice. Does that mature? Yeah, I mean, it could have gotten a little bit bigger. I think if it had a little bit more sun uh, in a different situation than where this pot is, it would have gotten a little bit larger. But I think it would have capped at 30 inches. Yeah. It, it's a relative. Wow. It's a it's a, a nice. spinoff of the uh, purple fountain grass, uh, which gets very tall. I mean, it, that's can what four feet, five feet yeah. tall, and I I don't mind that in the right place, but mm-hmm. in containers it's probably a little bit too big. Mm-hmm. Maybe not. I don't know. It depends but on the a container. big container. In a large yeah, container, big container. It's great, okay. but it could dominate sometimes. Oh, too for much. sure, take it over completely. But that is real interesting. This fireworks is a, a green and pink and a little bit of white stripes and i just think that's beautiful you know it's it's become equal to the purple fountain grass the last few years in sales i think you're right about that more customers are a a more doable size too yeah i like that 
I love it with that cap. Oh, I love it with all that stuff in that basket. The great uh, yeah, thing about the, the cabbage and kale, the cooler the temperatures, the more color you get out of them. That's so cool. Just I intensifies. Mean, who else? Well, maybe the grass does that, but what else does that? That's really awesome. Indeed. So uh, the hanging basket that you have here. You notice That is just so large and gorgeous and green. But then I see these beautiful purplish red stems. Uh, and I'm wondering what it is. It's called Swedish ivy. Swedish ivy. Yeah. One of the easiest to grow houseplants. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Ever made. It is made. a houseplant. Good. Uh, you know, it'll, it's beautiful. It'll get long. You can trim it trim it back very easily and you can take cuttings off of it and they root really really fast so cool something and you can share with your friends and yeah. don't, don't limit yourself to thinking it's a hanging basket only i mean oh, take the no. hanger off and put it on a plant stand or on a oh, table yeah. or whatever. shelf or Absolutely. table or whatever yeah i can see that okay and well those are on sale this. right exactly. now yes Mr. they are yep. so any hanging basket regular 1999 to 25.99 is Twelve ninety-seven. Oh, that's great. Yeah, that's so it's a little a bit super deal. Deal. Nice. welcome back yes. inside gift. It, yeah, we have maybe the best selection of hanging baskets I think we've ever had. I've, they're just everywhere. We've got hanging baskets of you name it. We've got it. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Another yeah. little uh, coupon house plant deal we have going on this week: three and a half inch foliage plants are two ninety-seven. And how Regular. would I get that coupon? You have to go to our website or Prairie Gardens Facebook page or prairiegardens.com. Okay, then. Do it. Okay. I mean, three bucks. Come on. That's, that's You know, it's, it's so easy. <laughs> if you just start to put in Prairie Gardens, all of a sudden, boop, it pops up. I know. Yeah, it's right there. You don't have to work too hard. At <laughs> what is the one that you're just now setting down that's in your hand, oh. John? Oh, this one. This yes. is Dracaena. That's Dracaena. Uh, it's called Lemon Lime. So it's striped, the stripe. So beautiful. And guess why it's, it's called lemon lime? Uh. Oh, because it's Duh. like limey looking in the center of the leaf, and then and then there's more yellow. looking around the edges. It is. It's striking. This is one of my most favorite yeah. ferns ever. One of the the That's new the new coolest best was stores. It's a fern. It doesn't it's look like a fern. It does it? Look it's like called, I know. It's Isn't that awesome? H e r t. It says fern. You're right. Fern. Now, if I was walking by that, I wouldn't have. I'd say pilea or almost Maybe, something yeah. totally out, of, even not because of the leaf shape, but just because of the stem coloration and, yeah, the, for and sure. the texture of the foliage. Yes. Just a beautiful fern. And it wouldn't have a super high humidity requirement or anything like that. It'd be a very easy one to grow. That's what I was wondering. Yeah. How, and, and what are the, it's, what would it it's like? A beauty. It's a beauty. Medium, bright, and direct light would be great yep. inside the house. Yep. Look great in a terrarium, would it not? Oh, yeah. Ew. Likes a little humidity, so. Get out your spray bottle. Well, while we're on the house plant mode, mm-hmm. everybody that has them outdoors, we gotta consider getting uh, them back inside. Starting to transition. You mean when I put that systemic insecticide on it a couple of weeks ago mm-hmm. was a good idea? That's right. It was. Thank you. So we have here. It. Let me reach over there and pat you on the back. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate That's it. <laughs> Because I intend to. I haven't yet. I've been meaning to. Get on it. It's, yeah. it's at time. At least. Uh, it is time. Definitely. Yeah, sure. the last couple of nights uh, reminded us of the cool temperatures that are coming up. And that these are tropical plants and they don't particularly like to be cold. Mm-hmm. So I've got a couple of easy ways to add the systemic. It's a granular product. Uh, directions are so easy to tell you how to do it. 
per pot size. It'll tell you how much to put on top of the soil, water it in, plant absorbs it. And then, and then it resists uh, all of the insects and bugs that it's been accumulating outdoors. But uh, is there anything else that you should be doing when you transition it in, though? You give it a good hose off oh, or absolutely. anything? Or absolutely. Physical cleaning would be good. Yep. So however you choose to do it, whether you're hosing it off or wiping it down and carefully looking at things. Um, how do you guys feel about tripping back coming into the house? Is it an individual situation decision, in your opinion, or is Heck it? yeah. Absolutely. I think so, too. Some things you want to have bigger and more lush. I have a, a plant that I, I can't believe how well it did outside this year. Like, where am I going to put this now? <laughs> so one of the first decisions is where I want to put it. Will it even exactly. fit? Yeah. Because sometimes you lose a total, totally lost perspective of the size of the plant outside yes. in this larger environment. Then you get inside the home, you think, wow, that's even bigger than I thought yeah, it was. What happened? Yeah. yeah. It so, so it's got to fit number one. And sometimes pruning is a way to make it fit in that space. If yes. it's got the right light environments and if it's the look mm. you want, maybe you can reduce it in size and height and width yes. and make it happen. Sometimes by the fact that you might have less light going into the house, yeah. you're predetermining you're going to lose some foliage anyway because it's going to not be able to have enough light to support all the foliage, perhaps. Mm -hmm. So by reducing the amount of plant that you're bringing in, maybe you'll be selective about what it loses versus the plant deciding what it's going to lose. Huh. So pruning kind of makes sense from that standpoint. The, in pruning, I think one, one of the biggest questions we have in the fall is about hibiscus, the tropical hibiscus. Usually they do really, really well outdoors and grow quite a lot. And what he, the Steve was just explaining is you don't always have room for that when you take it inside. I, I've had some hibiscus that I've just hacked back to nothing practically, and they survive quite well. They make they make pretty good house plants. They probably probably won't bloom, but you might get some bloom inside. Uh, just a, even a sporadic bloom here and yeah, there. Maybe that. Yeah, I think and, you'll you'll see that. And those you really have to have a really bright bright light situation yeah. for them to, otherwise. You know, they're more in a dormant state, and maybe that's something that you don't want to have out, you know, in your living room. So, right. you know, you have to consider about that. And you, you also have, spot have to, to store really it. watch the critters on those. Mm -hmm. Oh, for sure. Bring in any bugs, yeah, white flies in particular. Systemic is just really super important. But like like you were saying, Steve, there's actually, it's we'd always call it a three-prong attack. Um, hose it down really well. Make all those white flies that can fly. Oh leave because there's a bunch of them out right oh my now gosh, yeah. and, and then use a contact spray uh, something listed in an insecticide listed for house plants um, which will kill what it it lands on uh, but then the systemic is really important so each one of those steps is knocking down the population of bugs so the systemic doesn't have so much to control right but they're important steps those are good steps yeah Absolutely. I, uh, Easy I to do. I hadn't thought about wiping, wiping the leaves with anything. Well, I don't think I'm going to wipe the leaves or anything, wiping, but, but, but hosing them down. And, but yeah, you can. If sure. it's, it's, and if, maybe it's a, like, if it's a mealy bug or a scale, that's going to be a lot more effective than oh, for sure. trying to hose it off. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Scale's a whole other story. <sighs> okay. I haven't seen scale on my houseplants, though. That's good, and that's the best method to eliminate those. Yes, it is. Wiping Physical them removal and... System. And that is pretty easy, actually, yeah. if it's something that you can see the stems and get to them. The Swedish ivy might not be so easy, but no. 
that Swedish ivy is just beautiful. <laughs> I think you need one. Uh, I think I'm going to have to take a photo of that and put it on our Facebook page. That's what I think. They are At pretty least, planned. if I don't take one home myself. Twelve ninety-seven. Oh, that's right. Twelve ninety-seven for all the hanging yeah. baskets. I love it. It's a it's it's a no-brainer. Mm-hmm. So other gardening things. Still time to sow grass seed. It's if you haven't done a it. Perfect time to sow grass seed. Hmm. Absolutely, it is. Uh, once once it once you put it down though, and you start to water, don't you're going to have to keep continue. up with it. Yeah, don't stop. Keep up with the watering. Yeah, definitely. Grass seed is like uh, perennials, trees, shrubs. Great time to plant. Great time. I sold probably half a dozen trees yesterday. People are getting in the mood. Well, and they're encouraged with the temperatures and exactly, the, the yeah. watering pressures are going to be reduced. reduced uh, yeah. The ground's probably a little bit soft after we had an inch and a half of rain earlier in the week and yes. maybe a couple tents last night. Yeah, thank you. Maybe you could even dig a hole. Maybe without a, without a pick. Without a pick. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> def- and, definitely and time. The are, great are, thing about planting now yeah. is the roots get a good start and established. Yes. So in the spring, it's going to take off and grow a lot quicker than exactly. if it you will take off in the spring where it's you know it's taking off season to get the roots established so and you're okay. just plus a you step just ahead. get it done yeah and you know yeah. it's like ah oh, it's too like if you wait till next spring it's just maybe too wet to dig a hole properly or you just can't get to it because there's so much gardening stuff to do yeah all that you probably stuff. have less gardening stuff on your plate right now so yeah. get those few things planted and be way ahead. Well, okay, along those lines, then I have a, a volunteer tree <laughs> that um, John uh, said looked like a juniper. It has uh, been in most mostly shade. It gets a little bit of sunlight, but not much. But it, it is in a bad place. It's right up next to the house. I need to move it. And where, I, where I'd like to put it is full sun. And I, I, I don't know if that's a very good idea or not with junipers it's a good idea yeah they would much prefer to be in full sun oh okay much oh good okay And there's a good chance that that little tree yeah i don't know how tall it is now (laughs) it started off like this and we just we just left it because we wanted it to be healthy so it's maybe three feet it could easily be 15 or 18 feet tall when it's done oh maybe maybe taller who knows so consider that when you're relocating it okay good so a good sunny spot. And as far as moving it, would you guys even consider it now? Would you do it later this fall? Would you do it next spring? When would you guys do it? Oh, yeah. I, I think it'd be okay to do it now. I, I have a couple of things like that that I want to move, but I'm going to wait maybe till uh, later in October, just in case. Okay. <laughs> and um, make sure you water it really well several times exactly. before the ground freezes. And then if you have any thawing periods over the winter, because it's an evergreen, you'd want to be out there and watery. Water it thoroughly a few times over the course of the winter as well. Okay. And then as far as, so if it's only two feet tall right now. So I would guess the ball, if you will, that you want to dig out of the ground, probably 12 inches-ish. 12 inches, maybe. It it could be bigger, but obviously bigger, it's going to be heavier. And by 12 inches this way, you're probably going to be close to 12 inches deep as well. That means you're going to be digging out wider than that to have a finished product of being that 12 inch. So you might find yourself digging out... 20 inches wide and doing wedges out to get to, the to, tree to, to have out. this yeah so okay. you can get then cut underneath it okay. and then lift it out of the ground so it'll be a little bit heavier than what you think okay. by the time you leave that soil mass on there okay 
And then uh, in the hole that I prepare for it, I want to make it twice as wide. Typ right? Typically twice as one and a half to two times as wide, maybe one and a half times as deep backfill with a compost and the existing soil mix. One and a half, two times as deep. Yeah. Okay. So it has a nice bed to, to go in. And then just make sure you don't plant it any deeper than it's currently growing. So whatever the soil surface is right now, that should be level with the ground around it or even slightly higher. Slightly higher oh. is always a good good, uh, good way rule to of thumb. Yeah, because a lot of times it'll settle. settle. Yeah. It'll settle. Oh, okay. I hadn't even thought of that. Okay. And then Marianne's advice, like you mentioned, compost, compost, compost. Compost is a great thing to incorporate into your indigenous soil. Absolutely. But you want to use, uh, you know, at least, you know, a quarter or a third of that existing soil as well. Oh, for sure. Okay. Mulch. Mulch, mulch, mulch. <laughs> okay. Thank you. I appreciate that. That's and speaking of mulch. Yes. Isn't that something that we all need to be piling up on anyway now before the winter months Some things, kick yeah. in? In some places, yeah. Yeah, and we talked about that last week or the yeah. week before, where sometimes you time that with if you're cleaning up in the garden in that particular area too. Oh. So if you're going to be cutting a bunch of herbaceous, a bunch of perennials down, maybe you're going to mulch after you get some of that cut down, just so you don't have that debris all in over the there. Yeah, just depends on what else you're doing in that part of the garden. Okay. But anytime you see it degrading and you have soil starting to be exposed again and you're more prone to have weeds coming up the sooner you can get the mulch back on the better off you are yes. you're going to have a bunch of cool season weeds that are going to start popping up here soon it's amazing how weeds like really hot dry weather and then they like really cool wet weather is that amazing no, there's, there's a few different of, species kind of that like different things oh, okay okay <laughs> but mulch is really important especially you know people have been planting all season long trees shrubs perennials Make sure they're mulched well. I, I had planted a couple of trees that uh, the mulch degraded, and some of it uh, washed off, but it degrades and you know improves your soil. have to replenish that. Make sure you've got it replenished, or a, a nice mulching around new plantings. And water, 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 yet again. Oh, by the way, our trees and shrubs and perennials are on sale. Trees and shrubs are 25% off. That's the deciduous, the ones that lose their leaves, flowering, ornamental, shade trees. Shrubs. Okay. And shrubs also. Shrubs. 25% off. Perennial right ornamental grasses are 40 off. 40 off. 40 off. Oh, your trees are 40 off. I know. Uh, that's right. I said 25. Yeah. The trees are 40% yeah. off. Yeah. Oh. But the, the shrubs, the flowering shrubs are 25 off. Mm -hmm. Okay. I know, 40% off. Terrific. Yeah, I know. <laughs> now, uh, now, and I have seen people in here just filling up their carts with, with things for to plant this fall. And you still have a few deciduous shrubs that would be key on the list of the best fall color? Oh, yes. Uh, the viburnums. John, go, they're, tell, they're, tell them. They're, they're just outstanding. They're starting to go into their, their color colorations, and the berries are just fantastic mm. so it's the dentatums and they have this burgundy glowy leaf coloration yeah. with deep blue berries they're oh, just beautiful, beautiful. fantastic and you have a future on your property do. do you not i do that's cool yeah and then there's uh also we did get in some of the uh the uh burning bushes yes we have some oh. burning bush always outstanding. that time of year yeah nice Mm -hmm. Those are so gorgeous. And um, 
And then again, you have some bulbs. I just want to mention that again. Just a few. Bulbs. And kind of on the takeoff on the bulbs, the garlic bulbs should be coming in soon. Yay. I would think they'd be in within the next week or 10 days or so. We've been And and, and (laughs) not, you know, again, you're not behind on planting. I wouldn't even consider planting them until at least the middle of October. Exactly. Uh, And certainly have a nice three or four week window to get them planted. Yes. After that. So no big, no problem at all. Yeah. And then that'll overwinter. They'll probably poke their heads up a little bit. And then they, you know, they'll live through the winter quite comfortably. And then next spring they'll just start going nuts. And then you'll be harvesting next summer. Usually around Fair July-ish, is. isn't it? Yeah. It, it var- turn, varies a little bit, around. seems like, from year to year as much as anything. And uh, But it could be mid to late June or it could be early to mid July. I, I planted a couple of garlic bulbs last year, just because I hadn't done that in a very long time. Mm-hmm. I'd forgotten. I, I I just planted two bulbs, and I had a whole bag full of of garlic cloves. Oh wow! It was just crazy. Well, because you're typically getting anywhere from four to seven yeah. cloves in a bulb, right? Yep. Yeah. Okay. And then you're going to space those cloves. You just break them apart easily, and then you'll plant those. I can't remember. I think about an inch deep or so. Um, and then you'll space them out maybe about f- four inches apart, five inches apart, six inches apart at the most. And uh, I think I filled one box last year. So we planted 100 cloves. Oh, my gosh. So we had 100 bulbs. It was the end, end result. Nice. And then uh, the plan is to do just a little bit more, but not that much more this year. Oh, my gosh. Nothing like garlic. No, va- no vampires at our house. Yeah, I'll bet not. <laughs> That's what I was waiting or, for. Or the probably a six-mile radius from your house. You <laughs> really don't yeah. like vampires. That's yeah. pretty cool. But that's ama- I mean, that was just in like how? a, a four-foot-by-eight-foot bed. Isn't you can get 100 cloves. You can get 100 crazy. bulbs out of that. That's crazy. And then cool. how does garlic store? Can you can you let it dry out and like keep it yeah. throughout the winter? It stores yeah. super well. Yeah. Basically for about a year, up oh. to a year. That's great. And I, I was concerned about that, and I, I found out that you can freeze the whole cloves. I mean, it loses some of its crunchiness, but it doesn't lose its flavor. So if you're just cooking with it. Yeah. Or you can ferment it and just store it that way, and then you, then you could have it for... Garlic wine? 10 or 15 years or longer, oh. if you had the patience to not eat it. But I like that idea. <laughs> oh, and, and, <laughs> well, and the best way to to do it is is to roast it in the oven. Oh my gosh! Oh, it's gosh, just like John. candy. Oh my gosh! Yum! Garlic, hot garlic candy. Just make sure everybody <laughs> else eats it. God, see, I work with these weirdos. <laughs> I know. You're so roast lucky. it, little mash it up a little bit with a little olive oil, and uh-huh. put it on your favorite cracker or bread. Yeah. Oh, that sounds fabulous. I do like garlic. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and and there's such a difference in fresh garlic as opposed to anything you might buy. Oh, like, garlic powder? Yeah. I, yeah, I used to use nothing but garlic powder, but it's like, what? Yeah. No, there's no there's no comparison. There is no comparison. But what I like about garlic when it grows is it it's an it's an allium, and you know it, it I comes. I know that. And has That's the, why she likes it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. It 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 throws up a, a flowerscape and has it not a real ornamental flower on it but it's pretty cool looking but once in a while the stems will just kind of curl more often than not yeah it's just so fun to watch it but you can cut those when they're starting to develop and stir fry those or can oh i didn't know that oh yeah garlic garlic steaks steaks. all right see you learn something new every day so fall bulbs are here guys tulips daffs scylla 
Crocus. Trumpkin, yeah, of course. Of the Best selection. Mm-hmm. Come on, all sorts of fun stuff. Thanks, you guys. Yet another fun show. You've been listening to Plant Experts Live at Prairie Gardens with plant experts Marianne Metz, Steve Brown, and John Weisgarber. I'm Tamara McDaniel. Our executive producer today is Dave Leak. Up next, Saturday Sports Talk here on News Talk 1400, WDWS, Champaign-Urbana. And if you think of anything you want to ask us, just shoot us an email. Send it to plantexperts at wdws.com. Enjoy the weekend.